the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You know it's the end of the world. Hunter Biden's hooker receives $20,000 in PPP loans. you believe this? Can you believe the kind of scum that inhabit our government, the kind of scum we have to live around? I mean, that's really where we're at in this society as you look at the news stories and you see the standard that America has in its representatives, in the idiots that are supposed to be leaders. This is why I never bought that tagline, leaders. They're not leaders, they're followers, they're whores, they sell out. And this is the destination that having these political whores in positions of decisions and powers, this is where it leads to. All of this could stop overnight, all of it. You'll have to forgive me. It's, uh, it's difficult to be around people who um, are young, starting off and talking and dreaming about being in America and succeeding. When the reality is the way that this is set up is so that the good people can never really succeed because they're carrying around the scum. Now, you could refer to them by Democrats and you'd cover a lot of them, most of them, but there's also Republicans in that scum. This is a system of a joke. Janet Yellen has been talking for two days and it goes to show that there are no standards to hold these very, very powerful positions. I will also point out that the deficit that was brought forward last year was $517 billion more than what the Congressional Budget Office said it would be. Now, this is something to remember. This so-called Congressional Budget Office that these idiots always point to, it's, it's not partisan. It's a nonpartisan bureau. It's a fraud organization because it is attached to the government. And for enough money, it will eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad because they told all of these politicians that we're voting on the $2 trillion spending that we don't even talk about anymore. This is the, the Biden accomplishment among another $4 trillion. They were wrong by over half a trillion dollars of what it would actually cost the American people. Couple that with exactly what we're facing. As things get worse for us, the politicians are going to make it worse for the producers that make the world go around. Well, talking about loading up more of the problem, they're going to spend more money. This is what the future holds. And in the meantime, the Speaker of the House, a woman who is unmatched in her nuanced capabilities of stock speculation, of trading, of amassing wealth. I mean, think about where Nancy Pelosi came from. She was the daughter of a two-bit gangster who married a moron real estate broker, and they're worth half a billion dollars. So when this lady talks, 
This is one of the smartest economic minds in American financial history. People want to know why we are not doing something about the exploitation of big oil in terms of it, it, its impact on America's working families. I'm brilliant. Brilliant. So there's another boogeyman. Big oil. See, you should be down on your knees, not like Kamala Harris. You should be down on your knees thanking God that we had companies and men, started by men, who said, I think I could make money pulling this amazing stuff out of the earth. I think I could make not only money, but life better for everybody. And until these political whores got involved, it was utopia. It was fantastic. People were coming from all over the world because we were the youngest country and the richest. How? Because our government hadn't figured out how to knuckle us under. Hadn't figured out how to make us slaves. Well, I'm here to tell you, they did. And the people in charge are transgendering. Prior to passage of the $2 trillion American Rescue Plan, would you agree with that? I'm not sure I understood quite, quite the numbers you gave, but certainly... Now, this is the woman in the most powerful position in our money, in our economy. She... I didn't understand. Here, let's start from the beginning and see if you could follow where Captain Kangaroo was lost. I will also point out that the deficit that was brought forward last year was $517 billion more than what the Congressional Budget Office said Half it would be prior to passage of the $2 trillion American Rescue Plan. Would you agree with that? I'm not sure I understood quite quite the numbers you gave, but certainly the rescue plan did. The deficit last year ended up to be $517 billion more than what the Congressional Budget Office informed us would be prior to passage of the $2 trillion American Rescue Plan. And she doesn't understand the question? She doesn't understand the numbers? This is supposed to be an economist. This is supposed to be a woman of intelligence and understanding and gravity. But she's not. She's a Democrat apparatchik. And she fits the bill. She's a fat woman who got the position for being that plus a Democrat. And now we're in quite the pickle because while this is going on, how many people knew that our companies are funding, our government is funding climate issues and scams around the world? Let me recognize the ranking member, Mr. Brady, to inquire. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I am very concerned, Madam Secretary, that in your global tax negotiations, Treasury is surrendering the U.S. tax base to foreign Global tax? What is that? Governments. A tax base we'll need in the future to fund important government services. I, they do this, or your agreement does this, by targeting 60% of the revenues for redistribution will come from U.S. companies. I don't understand why you signed an agreement that targets Boeing, but not Airbus. That targets Caterpillar and John Deere, but not their foreign competitors, Volvo or Korematsu. So my question is... Because she is a saboteur. And what she is doing is weakening companies that are not paying a tax to the Democrat mafia. This is extortion. This is a gangster government. And she signed a deal that indebts us into foreign... Hell holes, corrupt oligarch run sewers around the world in the name of their boondoggle eco fascism, the eco Nazis. And she is taxing our companies? Well, then why are they our companies anymore? This is how you destroy not just the premise of, 
of, of a sovereign nation, but how you destroy the citizens, the men and women that were able to build something from nothing. This is how you backdoor nationalize every single business you put your dot on. This is a rogue government. Rogue. And not to mention, are they all these students? I mean, are they all just there because of their genitalia or their sexual proclivities? Yes. Given the fact that our U.S. tax base is for our U.S. taxpayers, will you commit to walk away from any deal on Pillar 1 or Pillar 2 that results in lower tax revenues for the United States? Well, on Pillar 1, which I think that you were mainly referring to in your remarks, um, the proposal is to subject a portion of the profits of all large <laughs> it's a Saturday Night Live skit, is it not? Can you imagine this voice saying anything? Let alone, it's Saturday night, honey. Are you in the mood? I can't imagine that. Nationals and highly profitable multinationals, wherever they're based, to share um, globally a portion um, of those taxing rights. And the United... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, we have to have lawyers and accountants somewhere. What do you mean taxing rights? So you're giving foreign countries the power of taxation of American companies? When did this idea pass? Who elected this idiot to do this to our, our, our American companies, let alone what you take from our American people? See, the whole idea of why you have this extortion power is because you're supposed to keep our country running. What do you mean you're giving it to foreigners, Mrs. Doubtfire? States, um, as a large market economy, um, will gain the ability to tax a portion of the excess profits of foreign companies. We have not yet been able to come to provide an estimate of exactly what the net gain or loss is because there are you critical details moron. of. Well, you can't come up with the estimates. What good are they when you do? Because you were half a trillion off with your scam CBO for the two trillion you let this diaper wearing fool spend in the first place. So what good are your estimates, dummy? Here's the good news. The European corrupt oligarch run sewers around the world are so greedy they can't take the offer this imbecile is making. That's a blessing in disguise right there. But who, who even knew this was on the horizon? Because what, the, what we're doing is we are nationalizing our company to where they're not ours anymore. So there will be no such thing as an American company anymore. And it will all be in the name of the greatest fraud perpetrated on man, the mystery, the religion, the scandal of phony science in climate change. That's what the real scandal is. You really don't think that, that ESG uh, or... Uh, you know, trying to, to defund projects or, or the now this is CNBC and this is this beard wearing moron Deese, who is good at absolutely nothing, but he gets on his knees in the Kamala Harris way and knows the right people. Uh, the chill that it sort of casts in the last couple of years on the fossil fuel industry. You don't think that's had 
any effect on uh, on how much we've been been producing. It hasn't because that was the the stated like intention. As, as of you it. said, when when it was working, everybody was taking credit for it. Ro Khanna at one point said, "Look how much they've cut back on fossil fuel production in Europe. Why can't we get the same type of cuts here?" I mean, it just seems like now now you're the the. the the left is in denial that there's been any pressure to leave fossil fuels in the ground. This is a self-induced economic problem. And ultimately, their solution, their solutions are riddled in fraud, riddled in manipulation, coercion, and scandal. And at the end of the day, those holes in the walls, dummies, they're not magic. No, the battery in this particular design is a T-shape right down the center and across the back seat area. Ooh, General Motors came up with a battery. Everybody thought we killed the electric vehicle. No, we didn't. It's alive and well. So what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, where, where, what's the source of a? Well, electricity? here. It's, it's coming from the building. I mean, are, is it? Um, what's our mix of power? Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building. What's that? Lansing feeds power to the building. What's so Lansing? I don't, I don't know. They're. Uh, I bet they're a bit of. Oh, oh, they're heavy on natural gas, aren't they? Uh, right now, the car is charging off of your grid. Right. Well, it would be charging off uh, our grid, which is nine, about ninety-five percent coal. Ninety-five percent coal, morons, morons, and those batteries, the damage in the lithium. That's all another problem you don't want to address. They go bad like your cell phone. They they have the efficiency of a bad cell phone. And when they go bad, does anybody want to know what it costs in a car? Well, in a Tesla, it's $23,000 for batteries. Now, in a GM, UAW-made junk, probably double. It's worth more than the car. These are their solutions. It's time to get rid and impeach every single swindler Democrat bastard that is determined to destroy our nation. And they are destroying it. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. It's bad enough when they overtax us, when they knuckle us under, when they mortgage us to our own morons that happen to be citizens, our scoundrels and scumbags that rob, rape, and pillage on the weekends, live on welfare, all used as weapons against people who succeed. But now that you're doing it to enrich foreign oligarchs, enslaving us to nations that are so corrupt, most people flee when they can. It's like letting the scumbags in Illinois run things. After all, they're all Democrats. There is no difference. Bill in Desplaines. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Could you explain to me... Um... As far as I'm concerned, the Second Amendment ends with uh, shall not be infringed upon. Who do people think they have the right to add the words except, unless, but, or in there? Bill, this this is just a format that is placed on every sense of your life, on every sense of your property. The Second Amendment gets all the attention now. But why should the actions well, of any moron what... be used against any one of us to take anything well, from I can tell you. And the I reason... can tell you why... From the Declaration of Independence, if you want to hear it, you already oh, I'm, know it. I'm very well versed, but here's the thing. It works, brother. you got about a small percentage of society that actually makes this world go wrong. Small percentage of this society actually wants freedom, wants liberty, wants Americanism. The vast majority of people like this collective corrupt mafia because you're forgetting about how many millions, tens of millions are in on it. 22 million people, and I'm going on old numbers. It's probably more now. Work for government in one form or another. That's 22 million. 
out of a workforce of what, 50 million? So now you've got those people. Then you've got the other people who get contracts from it. You know, Bill, I don't know what you do for a living, but if you're one of those rare people that are not in government, are not subsidized in one form or another, you're the target. And the Second Amendment makes sense because they have to take away your way to protest it. George and Moni. Hey, Sean. Hey, man, I was listening to the Duchess of the Decimal Point there, and she's talking about excess profits. Exactly when do profits become excess? Is that like a percentage, or somebody judges that? or whatever? It's whatever their Gestapo says it is. Their IRS gets to knuckle down American companies. But here's the funny thing. Foreign companies have far more latitude in expenses, far more latitude in write-offs. So when they tout it, oh, foreign, Germany's tax rate is at 70%. They let you throw everything at the wall. What's taxed is infinitesimal compared to what Americans are allowed to. Because while she's been doing this kind of speech, while her husband's been sweating, hoping she never comes home, they've been working at companies and what is allowed to be deductible and what other industries are allowed to then say are costs. They are going to utilize this to strip away all ownership in companies. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. And and, th- and then you t- tackle the amount of companies that took money from the government and don't know the terms of the loans, wait till the chickens come home about the PPP. And you know how many rounds they've already given? Three. Three rounds of PPP. There are guys out there that didn't want it. Their accountant told them to take it. They took it. And every over three times now, I think it's three times, they've gotten funneled money. They didn't even ask for it. Nobody knows what the terms are because the terms are yet to be decided. When they win and steal in 22, they're going to really decide. And that's when you become Italy. When you become Germany, when you become all these countries, people fled because the government is not only in control, it's corrupt and run by mafia. Thank you, George. Bob, Melrose Park. Hello. Bob. Bob from Melrose Park. You're on, babe. All right, Bob's having, listen, we're from Melrose Park. You got to be a little quicker on the uptake. You're making me look bad. Don Bloomingdale. (laughs) Sean, where else but government? Can you fail, absolutely, hysterically fail publicly and get elevated? If she was in the private sector, they'd be walking her out the door. Why is failure promoted in government? Yesterday, I thought they would clearly not have more conversations. Today, this is all new. This is every time this moron opens her mouth. And she was put there and and stayed there by Republicans. Republicans okayed this idiot. And this is kind of the kabuki theater we have for government. You pretend that these people come up before committee and they actually know something or say something. These are people that are so interwoven because of their ideology that they're there. They're not good at anything. After all, all the people who are good at something, they're not affiliated by government. They're target targets by government. This is what you have to learn. And that's why when you go to vote for somebody, make sure it's somebody that never was in government be- ever. And they're so disgusted because government destroyed the quality of their life. That's the way we fix this. Because everything we're experiencing, everything is self-inflicted. It's all done to us by our government. Just think, it was only 16 months ago. How much better was the quality of your life? 16 months ago. Look what they did in 16 months. It's a travesty. If you're good at something, you do it. And you do it with no fanfare. You don't advertise it. You just go to work every day. You do it and you succeed. These people are total failures. What gives them the right to tell me how to run my business when they've never run one for themselves? They got enough corrupt D students to say they're a good guy. Thank you very much, Don. 312.
AM560, the answer. If the camera was working, you can see that I'm jamming right now, dancing. Fantastic. Like Benny Ferriel. Um, Camera's down in Studio Xanadu. We will effort to repair that if you are on Rumble or Facebook. If not, then you have the memories. Uh, Let's go to the lines. Harry on the Dan Ryan. Hey, there he is. All right, for those of us that haven't been blessed with any uh, PPP funds or any other government reach-arounds, where, where are you putting your money at these days? Or uh, just sitting in and uh, waiting for a big opportunity? So the inflation, right? The inflation investment, right? What do you do when you inflate? And, you know, it's, it's, it, Harry, I'm going to tell you what. I'm very, very skeptical of virtually everything. But there will be stocks and there will be assets that you can hedge yourself in an inflation time. You know, I like stocks that make something that pay dividends. And I like, and you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm I'm no longer a registered investment advisor, and past profits are no guarantee of future returns. So you have to say that when you're in real business. But um, still precious metals. I mean, I still like that. I'm a big, I like crypto, man. I love it. I love it, and I think that uh, eventually it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, show some some real strides back up to sixty. But think about it already. They're already they're slamming crypto. But take take Bitcoin. It takes thirty thousand of your dollars to buy one. So, you know, I think anything other than the dollar, the problem is do you have enough money to withstand the, the costs? You know, we're talking like a, a rich man problem, right? Where to put money. What about those 55, 65% of this country that's drowning? That's who I'm concerned with, not, not Look, the guys who have investment we, problems. We got we to make our gold grow somehow. The only thing with Bitcoin is I think any money that goes into it is just making some 400-pound, you know, guy rich sitting on his bed, but... At yeah. least with gold, you know that's uh, that's God's money. You can you can feel it. It's always been here. But gold yeah, I was a gold or, bug, brother. Gold? But Harry, we're different than the Democrats. We have to recognize something, right? Gold. I'm I've been in gold. Really, I was a gold bug. Ask Prof. We used to argue back and forth. But the reality is, mm-hmm. it's it, it's stagnant now. And could that change? Yes, but it hasn't moved in years, and it should because there's a trick. They've allowed countries to short sell without without the quantity. They're allowing future short selling. So it's it's got political pressure on the downside. One thing you learn about the mafia, how are you going to beat these idiots? They've printed up $30 trillion in debt, and 90% of the country doesn't give a rip. So there, you think there's rules when it comes to allowing governments to keep the price of gold arbitrarily down? No. Gold should be at $88,000 if there were any principles left in this country. It's not. It's run by liars and frauds and scam artists. And I don't want to invest with them. I really don't. I'd rather go broke with integrity than be a part of this crime syndicate. Otherwise, you could buy some of that green energy boondoggle nonsense because it's getting funneled with trillions, brother. Trillions. And in the meantime, it all boils down to what's in the holes in the wall. Magic. Thank you, Harry. It's good to have those problems. Jim, Chicago. Yeah, hi, Sean. How are you? I'm just thinking... How many how many years in the joint should a woman get for uh, attempting an abortion, either by the morning after pill or the uh, the abortion pill, or a doctor uh, does it? How many years do you think she should get? In I the think joint? She, I think she gets the rest of her life, whether she admits it or not. Because I'll tell you what you I, know some, you, you I know think, some I know some actual I know some actual hard guys. You know some hard guys, Harry, or I mean Jim. You know you know some hard guys. I know a guy that'll cut your throat, sit down, and eat a steak with the same knife, and he'd never kill a baby. I don't know a lot of people that kill babies. So as the well, sentence they get, I think it's their conscience. I don't know how you get up in the morning when you kill your own kid. So I don't know, Jim, but I'm not going to fall for that. That's the Democrat. Well, how many years should she get? 
Does it matter what our prisons? What's the difference? That's where they find love anyway. Owen Willowbrook. Hi, Sean. Hi, so all these green scammers that are pushing these electric cars, it takes 100 barrels of oil to make a lithium battery. And here's the beauty of it. Besides coal being used to have to charge them, they're not recyclable. So by the time 20, I'd say 2030 comes along, you're going to have 10 to 20 million pounds extra of lithium batteries that these green scammers aren't going to be able to recycle. And you can't do anything with it. Not to mention the fact, and I'm in the recycling business. Solar panels aren't recyclable. None of that is. None so of all these is. green scammers, what are they going to do with all that crap? They're going to cash in, brother. And they're going to have, the, they're going to have investment problems. Well, they're going to cash in. This is a trillion-dollar scam. And think about the society in general. 90% of the people who, who believe that they're, is, that they're telling the truth, 90% are too stupid to realize they've been wrong for 70 years. They've been making predictions for 70 years. And their followers, their cultists, the Democrat voters, they're too stupid to realize that when they yeah, steal enough money like Obama, they buy seaside estates. That's the cherry on the yeah. aren't you a moron Sunday. Yeah. No, so God. Well, at least at least we at least we know the 007 president of of, of presidents. It's uh, zero accomplishments, zero brains and seven percent inflation. That idiot. All yeah. he's invested in with his family is lithium batteries. That's great. That's great. Well, he's got you know, his son's got to keep up uh, spending habits. He's blowing two hundred thousand dollars on hookers. That's in, that that that's quite an issue. Thank you very much, and you're paying for it, Rich Niles. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you took my call. What I'm calling about is uh, the triple whammy that Joe Biden gave us when he shut down drilling for natural gas and oil. I know everybody knows about the high price of putting gasoline in your car, mm -hmm. but it cost me uh, last winter. I keep my house at 70 degrees in the daytime and 65 at night, and I got a bill for $180 for one month last year and a couple of hundred $100 more in the next. Uh, so uh, this this is what's causing the pro I don't know how people can afford to pay for that because that was for $0.68 cents a therm, and now it went up to $1.11 per therm. And that's the so Democrats in your local Democrats yeah. that, also, that also allowed ComEd, the other the other half of the syndicate that bribed the, the Illinois Democrat Party for their corruption, and they got away scot-free, and the Democrats then gave them the right to jack up your price and the monopoly so that they can face no competition. So it's okay. not just the national Democrats. I think, Rich, the, the anger in Illinois should be pointed at the, at the local Democrats. But here's the thing, Rich. They're not interested in your outcome. You worked your whole life. You lived by the law. You saved. You were a good person. You're a bad person in the eyes of the American Democrat. You need to be punished and penalized. And your retirement and your quality of life, that's irrelevant to them. They're looking to bring you down to their ghetto level, which is why I say, Rich, it's nice and sunny down here. You don't have to keep your heat on yeah. at all. Very hot. Well, you know, I was going to say, maybe this is a good thing to bring up about Tammy Duckworth because she's supporting Joe Biden. And there's a guy that, uh, well, maybe get her out of there and make it harder for... Tammy Duckworth is a Democrat, and she would support Stalin. She would support Hitler. She'll support any totalitarian dictator who shares her philosophy of collectivism. That's yeah, just what they are, Rich. And you know that when they identify as a Democrat, get out of the town. Get out yeah. of town. They're the worst human sure. beings in the world. They destroy everything. Thank you very much, Rich. 312-642-5600. AM 560, The Answer. 
On the uh, in studio Xanadu on the monitor of NBC News. Since I started the show, they're talking about January 6th committee. So the idea that things are going to get better, it's not the case. The distraction patrol is on. They don't want to fix the issue. Because this is, after all, their doing. They can't focus on our reality. The reality of what is happening to our economy is outrageous. Meanwhile, I don't know about where you live, Jesse, but... Uh, in, in my state, the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy cocaine and just <laughs> run everywhere. Uh, Kennedy, you got to love him. You got to love him. But you have to understand the state he's from. See, because what happens in this in this problem of an economic turmoil is that everybody is forced to live the way Democrats live. You're forced to take your standards down. Go into poverty that you worked very hard to dig yourself out of. Credit card debt is exploding. People are barely getting by. Now the costs are going to go up, and you're told by the pseudo-intellectual frauds in the positions of power, this is the cure. They're wrong. In fact, I was thinking about this. When have they been right? What that the government has promised you? What has worked out to the prediction? Has anything? I don't think it is. And I think it's understandable because the people in office have never done anything. None of them. There's only a few that have actually even worked in the private sector. And they've got all these ticky-tack restrictions that they're going to put on us for our rights. you can, you got to put the left leg in, pull the left leg out, put the right leg in. You want to open a business, all this thing, all this nonsense, all this red tape, all this bureaucracy. Yet there are no standards for political whores and pimps. All you need is money, somebody else's money in. Richard Irvin's case. And you can swindle your way into very powerful positions. The restrictions we need to focus on are on the office. The restrictions have to be fast. They have to be done by us. And there has to be a movement right now today started to impeach Joe Biden. And you don't call up these rat bastard Democrat swindlers in Congress like my own old congressman, Chewy Garcia. What's his qualifications? His name is Chewy Garcia. That's all you need to know. He's qualified to do absolutely nothing. What has he done his entire life? Well, he's trimmed his mustache. That's about it. I'm getting sick and tired of these losers destroying my country. After all, for 30 years, they've been pulling all of the producers down in the name of the moron, scumbag, scoundrel, rat. And how do they really live? We have some new video tonight showing another attack in the subway system. Police are searching for the man who pushed a woman onto the tracks. Police say the woman did not know her attacker. It happened yesterday afternoon, just after 4.30 at the Jackson Avenue station in the Melrose section of the Bronx. The woman was taken to the hospital in stable condition. What are the odds that the pusher was a registered Democrat? What are the odds? A hundred percent. Jim in Naperville. Sean, you know, I'll tell you what. You don't understand uh, how this uh, uh, Biden's policies are going to destroy this fucking nation. Oh, oh you can't oh. swear. We got Did you catch him there, Squirrel? Uh, nice catch. Nice catch. You can't swear. We all understand how it's going to destroy the nation. We're in the middle of the destruction. Everybody does understand. The problem is the people who have put us in this position. They're the problem. And they're the ones who will rally at the whim of their master. So I played the clip of Nancy Pelosi, which should outrage anybody. But it's not going to. She's got an entire 
half of this country called Democrats, who will go after the people they should be thanking. People want to know why we are not doing something about the exploitation of big oil in terms of it, it, its impact on America's working families. I'm very excited about this possibility. So let's see how the public weighs in, and let's hope that our Republican colleagues, enough of them, will come down on the side of their constituents and the consumers. Instead, Now you can, if, if, I don't know if any of you have been to San Francisco. At one time, an amazing city, beautiful, thriving in business, thriving in quality of life, much like all of California, much like the city of Chicago, much like New York. But anywhere these Democrats are, now the biggest problem is what you step in when you walk on the streets. The chaos, the homelessness, the drug abuse, the failure. And Nancy Pelosi has the audacity on the same week you come to find out her scumbag husband not only wrapped his $200,000 Porsche around the tree, walked away from a DUI like a gangster in Chicago, but played option plays and amassed we don't know how many millions. But her constituents and the people dumb enough, dumb enough to vote Democrat, they don't care about that crime. Their attention will be steered towards the companies that give you the quality of life. Give you the quality of life. Now, my argument with big oil is you played too nice with government because you wanted your own little monopolies. And in there is corporatism. The If you wanted to really straighten things out, you would take the handcuffs off, take the regulations away, and let new companies by new Americans come in and pull that oil out and make our life better the way it was before people bought the witchcraft of global warming. Alex on the south side. Hi, Sean. Um, a few months ago, I gave you a call uh, complaining about my natural gas bill going up. Yeah. Well, beginning of this month, I get a letter from my natural gas provider. They said, um, you know how the, I, I mentioned before, the bill is composed of many charges, but they said the supply charge composes usually about 70% of the bill. For the month of June, let's see, uh, it went up to 124 per therm. Mm-hmm. Biden's first month in office, February last year, first full month, it was 30 cents per therm. So that's a raise of 313%. Yes, and that was what was promised by Joe Biden. When exactly. He promised, I mean, he promised <laughs> it. Now, here's the thing, Alex. Don't be foolish and turn to one of these, these scam artists who tell you they're going to save and freeze your bill. Those are the worst people in the world. They try to middle something they don't produce. You're better off taking the haircut from the producer than letting somebody middle you. So don't do that. But the reality is this is what he promised. This is just merely the delivery of Democrat policies. I, didn't mean to, I, mean, I don't mean to cut you short, but I went long with you, Alex. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. an old expression and you know this being from chicago as you meander around with these moron democrat voters ignorance is bliss well that would give innuendo that knowledge is infuriating imagine if you were a public policy analyst economics expert 
professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. Would you have any hair left, or would you have ripped it out in aggravation? We're going to ask our next guest, Dr. Michael Bussler. Doctor, do you have any hair left? I actually have a full head of hair. Thanks for asking, and uh, thanks for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. When you see this open and obvious yeah. incompetence and exactly the wrong answers perpetrated by frauds who self-enrich and self-aggrandize themselves, and in the meantime, I'm, I'm listening to as they're going to double down on stupid and destroy my economy for my unborn grandkids. How do I handle it, Doc? Well, it's a very difficult thing. The best way to handle it is at, at the ballot box and try to get people in there um, who uh, know what they're doing. So how bad is what the uh, Biden administration has done to us? Um, uh, so the current inflation rates run about eight and a half percent. The month, the uh, CPI, Consumer Price Index, the best measure of inflation at the consumer level. Uh, the, the number for the month of May comes out on Friday. The Biden administration doesn't think it will be too big. I think it's going to be like a 1% number or higher, taking the annual inflation rate up to uh, about 87 8.8%. Uh, and the thing is, this all could have been avoided, and it was all done by government action. And they knew this was going to happen um, early last year. And even though Janet Yellen said, don't worry, inflation's not a problem, well, she admitted now that, yes, it Yes, it is a problem. So why should have they known this last year? Well, the consumer price index typically goes up um, before the pandemic about two-tenths of a percent a month. So if it does that for 12 months, you're looking at like a 2.5% uh, inflation rate. So about two-tenths in a month. So January 2021, it goes up three-tenths of a percent. February, it goes up four-tenths of a percent. March, it goes up six-tenths of a percent. April, it goes up eight-tenths of a percent. Clearly, we had an inflation problem at that time. However, they told us it was temporary. Uh, what's the word? It was transitory. Yeah, it was transitory, and it'll, it, it'll go away. They knew what they were, that it was going to be a problem, and it was caused by the actions that the Biden administration took. Real quick, what were they? Um, he limited the supply of fossil fuels. Uh, canceled the Keystone Pipeline, can't drill on federal lands anymore, can't drill, drill off the Anwar province in uh, Alaska. The permitting process was more difficult, and he convinced the banks not to lend long-term to the petroleum industry. So he restricted the supply of fossil fuels at a time when demand was growing up, going up because we're recovering from COVID. High demand, low supply, you get high prices, and high energy prices have contributed to inflation. Secondly, they paid people not to work. And as a result of that, even though the economy today is producing at a rate greater than before the pandemic, we're doing it with about a million fewer workers. Well, to get these workers to work, uh, come back, you have to raise wages. Well, people say it's good for the workers. Yeah, it's good for the workers, except it raises labor costs for business who's already got an energy cost problem to deal with. So uh, two reasons. Two more reasons on the demand side. The federal government in the last two years spent nearly $6 trillion more than they brought in in tax revenue. That's on a 22 trillion dollar annual economy, that's pure inflation. And real, real quick, the last point, the Federal Reserve has shockingly irresponsible monetary policy by keeping interest rates near zero 
since they knew back in March we had an inflation problem, March 2021, and continuing to expand the money money supply. So those four reasons brought about by the government caused all of the inflation. Aside from being an, an economist, you're a professor. How yeah. in the world, and I'm dead serious about this, the CBO, which I think is a, is, is a nonsense organization that has never been right, but this particular miss is unforgivable. In the $1.9 boondoggle trillion dollar reinvestment act whatever hell name they gave it they were 500 billion dollars wrong in the deficit of that 500 billion at what point do people start losing their job i mean just how big of, does the mistake have to be before janet yellen is put into a retirement home before jerome powell is forever stripped of any credibility and removed from office. I mean, how much of this experiment must I just pretend I'm in the backseat of some car I would have never got in in the first place? What can we as the people do? Can we not demand they lose their jobs? We, we certainly can, but you're dealing with government, and government has a different way of looking at people they employ and don't employ than we would in the business world, uh, for, for instance. Somebody makes these kind of mistakes – and it's this costly, you get them out and put in somebody else who's not going to make those uh, which, mistakes. Which leads me to my yeah. next point. Because, let's face it, these people are touted economists. Is there anybody that could have navigated your class? Anybody that could have made these kind of errors? And if the answer, I already know the answer, is no, then you must come to the only reasonable conclusion. This is the intention. This is the goal. Am I wrong? No, uh, but here's how I looked at it. Um, when you're setting economic policy, as it's fiscal policy or monetary policy, your goals are supposed to be economic goals. What are they? Price stability, keep inflation low, full employment, keep unemployment low, and growth in the economy. The problem is they set their economic policy towards social goals and climate change. Um, they were looking at real or perceived social injustices. It's injustice CEOs make more than everybody else. Injustice I mean, students graduate with debt, et cetera, and climate change. And they justified all this spending to reach those goals, regardless of what happens to the economy. In your circles, doctor, you're, you're, I mean, really, you're, you're, a learn, you're beyond educated. You're, you're traveling with people who think for a living. Is there anybody... Yeah that cannot see the fallacy in the predictions, the fallacy in the so-called solutions? Is there anybody who can intellectually justify the actions that this particular government is taking in neutering the, the future progress of everything from companies to individuals as they use their fraudulent, mistaken conclusions as weapons in the face of the reality that they've been wrong for 70 years in their predictions of climate, whatever the case is, at what point is there going to be a level? And I know you say the ballot box. I have no, no faith in the, elect, in the electoral system, none. And we saw what happened. I still, I still do not believe that this man legitimately is the president. I don't believe it. And in the meantime, I'm supposed to just knuckle under for four years I mean, you know, he's tripping upstairs yesterday. I mean, we're surrounded by failure. I can't find one aspect of this guy's policy, not one, that is a success, unless the goal is failure. Um, I'll tell you, I, my, my view is very similar to yours. You started out by saying 
Are, is there anybody who's very intelligent that can possibly go along with all this and think this is okay? Shockingly, the answer is yes. And the reason is <laughs> uh, they believe that there are certain social goals and so certain social inequities and problems that have to be cured, even if the price is fairly high. We've discriminated, they, they argue, we've discriminated against certain classes of people forever. We owe them all, all this. There are some people that are downtrodden, uh, and we owe it to them to bring all those uh, people up. And so it's more important for them to resolve those social issues. The economic issues are of a lower priority. To, you know, to the them. Beauty and that's the way liberal, liberals think. Yeah, you know the beauty of growing up in my neighborhood? There were not guys that were professors. There were not guys that navigated their way through higher learning. They were guys that started out with nothing and had to work on their wits to get something. And it's an interesting way that it evolves. And what happens is they create circumstances where the people they're negotiating against, the people they're doing business with, can't really win. It's called heads, uh, uh, heads I win, tails you lose. And you do that by offering Hobson choices, whether you're gambling, whatever the case is. You put people in a position where no matter what they pick, you're going to win and they're going to lose. And this is something when we take the premise of these arguments. The, way, the only way to get out of that is to not play the game, right? So you walk in and they offer you this, this heads I win, tails you lose, and you say, I'm not going to participate. You don't take their premise. When you have something as diabolical, a made-up phrase, as ESG, environmental, social, corporate governance. They leave out the corporate. You then destroy the principles of a nation, of a sovereign nation, because now you as some bureaucrat can decide and pick companies that are your enemy philosophically and use this fraud against them to tax them on any profits they have in the future. How in this country, a country based on law, how is this even a phrase that is repeated because it's based on nothing. How is this? How 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 can't companies walk away from this? How are we all just uh, wishing and a hoping? And I hate that. You know um, how we get out of this. I'm not sure, but if you take a look at everything you you just said, um, and what it took to make America great, uh, we can see what some of these principles are and how what they're doing goes against the principles. And in other words. The U.S. went from the birth of a nation to the number one most prosperous, largest economy in the world in about 150 years. Other countries were hundreds, in some cases thousands, of years older. How did that happen? In my view, there were four basic principles that we followed, and the current administration is against every one of them. What are those four basic principles? We encouraged individual freedom. As long as you didn't infringe upon anybody else's rights, you pretty much do what you wanted to do. Secondly, we encouraged individual responsibility. As long as you were mentally and physically able to take care of yourself, everybody took care of themselves. They had their family helping, but everybody pretty much took care of themselves. Thirdly, we had low rates of taxation. So whatever you did, however much you earned, whatever you can do, you knew you were going to keep most of it. And fourthly, we had a limited role for government, certain public goods like defense of the country, a legal system uh, provided by government. Other than that, they pretty much stayed out of the way. 
So individual freedom, individual responsibility, low rates of taxation, and a limited role for government, and this country flourished like no country ever has on earth. Everything the Biden administration wants to do will limit individual freedom, replace individual responsibility with social responsibility, have high rates of taxation to pay for all these things, and have a very large role for government, exactly opposite to what made America great. Should the people, um, I believe that ESG, the concept of ESG, I believe that ecotage, as I call it, is you know, sa- instead of sabotage, I believe that it is unconstitutional. Now, I know this isn't your area of expertise, but I don't think there's many right. guys I've talked to that are smarter. Should the people sue, work together to come up with a lawsuit to bring to the um, Supreme Court the idea of an ESG? I cannot believe this is actually a policy. It is something that is exactly opposite of Americanism. Well, you know, um, there may be some truth to, to that. Um, affirmative action was in play for a while until it got into the courts and up to the Supreme Court. So the notion of taking this up that far, I think, makes some uh, sense. Now, I'm not a legal scholar. I don't know the in, no, know. ins and outs. Um, but I think, um, based on my limited knowledge, I think it's something at least worth pursuing by somebody you know who uh, knows more and is able to take this further. Dr. Michael Bussler, you know how much I love it when you uh, join me. I truly appreciate the knowledge, the conversation. Where can the people, uh, do you have any articles coming out? I know you've written, I've, I've seen your I, stuff in Town Hall and Newsmax. What do you got coming out? Yeah, so uh, I happened just right on Janet Yellen, and uh, just before that I wrote on, uh, unfortunately, uh, I wrote on a recession and stagflation are inevitable. Um, so you can follow, uh, I tweet out every one of my columns. I do one and a half, one to two a week, uh, at M Bustler. That's at M B U S L E R. And if you have a Facebook page, search for funding democracy, funding democracy, funding democracy. And every one of my columns are there. If you want to follow me, I'd be real happy. Now, do you ever take a cheap shot the way I like to do at, uh, Janet Yellen and call her Captain Kangaroo or? Uh, John Denver, <laughs> transgender. You ever, I mean, how do you avoid it when you look? Not only are we ruled by these mini dictator demagogues, but they're all atrocious looking and make me want to throw up in my mouth. How do you how do you stay away from that? I'll tell you what I do. I walk in front of the mirror and I say all those things in front of the mirror and get them out. And right. then when I write, I have to be a little more tactful because I found uh, it's a little easier to get your point across. Well, you should try it in front of a microphone. It's cathartic. I go to my car like I just worked out, <laughs> and uh, I, I highly recommend it. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it, Dr. Michael Bussler. I look forward to doing it again, buddy. All Thank right. you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. I'll tell you, it's the most aggravating part. We're in this predicament. Because the decisions strangers me. Decisions that can be reversed and can be avoided. It is now a question of not if, but when gas prices in this country top $5 for the national average. Now, we are all too aware that gas prices have been climbing. This morning, we are looking at a national average of 4.95, and there is no sign of this slowing down. 
This really stings when you remember that one year ago, that average was around $3. Now, we're looking at 16 states that already have an average of $5 or more, with the top five most expensive states all here out west. The southeast has the cheapest gas, which is four states under 450. Collapse on energy. Collapse on economy. Collapse on the border. As the Republican leader of the the House Budget Committee, I led a group of 12 members of Congress last week to the Rio Grande Valley to see firsthand the real cost of President Biden's disastrous immigration agenda. There were major gaps in border wall and open areas that make it easier for the Mexican cartel to make millions of dollars trafficking humans and illegal drugs over the border. And yet we saw $350 million worth of rusted border wall materials sitting unused because of President Biden's illegal decision to freeze border wall funding. Just sitting there. It's just sitting there. And like every Democrat, you know. Like everyone, they don't want to work. They don't want to put it up. It's like streets and sand in Chicago. Just kick, sit around and wait for your pension to kick in. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, hi, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good, Rich. How Listen, are you? the way I look at things, good. The way I look at things is no one was pointing the finger at the oil companies when uh, gas prices were $2 a gallon. And now that Biden and the Democrats has waged war on the fossil fuel industry for their Green New Deals, uh, now they want to blame the oil companies for their high gas prices. All they have to do is look in the mirror, and they, uh, they have no one to blame but themselves. That's all Thank I have you. to say. Thank, Thank you, Sean. Rich. I appreciate it. You know what else no one is talking about? The massive costs, compounded costs on the failure of refining by the Joe Biden decrees. We're at... 70 to 90 cents per gallon because of Joe Biden's decrees. His solution of more corn and the rest is more expensive. It is a snake eating its own tail, thinking it's full. That's what a Democrat is. Not understanding it's killing itself. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Good song, squirrel. I don't like the fact the camera's down. I can't see my guy. Did you wear a V-neck today? Probably, yeah, probably best. I don't have the camera. I'd have to see Harry Cleavage. Marge, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. I'm a grandmother. I'm 71. I have six grandchildren. I can't do three more years of this when they tell me, well, go ahead to the, just go and vote and you can change everything. And I don't trust that either. So my question is, if we can't move them out with another vote, what is our plan B for an impeachment? Well, you're gonna, here's the thing. I think you can start an impeachment on grounds of incompetence and unfit. He's clearly unfit, and so are so many of these people. That being said, it's not going to go anywhere because it's there, he's politically protected from a corrupt Congress. But this is the decision you have to make. You know, Mark, this is why I'm aggravated every day, because I have so many people stuck in Democrat sewers, and they're really feeling the pinch. It's better when you're not in a Democrat sewer, and it's, it's about the quality of your life. The reason, you know, I get a lot of blowback. I got friends of mine. You talk about the economy all the time, the economy. Well, that's what directly affects the quality of our life. They hide behind very fancy words, inflation, inflate. That just means your money can't buy as much. You can't enjoy your life unless you're rich. And this is something I have argued with against Republicans and against Democrats. 
If you don't have a stable economy, a fixed, stable economy that's not corrupted, you're at the whim of the corrupt. And so how do you suffer these three and a half years? I think ultimately, Marge, the people that succeeded before will succeed again. It's just going to be tough for everybody. Unless you're I in on this, right. you know, unless you're in on this scam. But think about all of their 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 ideas, all of their solutions. They're all nonsense. They're all poppycock. They all enrich the people who have bribed Joe Biden in one form or another, which is why they Janet Yellen picks and chooses what company gets taxed for their ESG. We've got to teach people to stop buying their premise. There is no such thing as an environmental social governance tax. It doesn't exist. They don't have the authority to do it. Their global warming nonsense is a scam. They're cooking the books. The biggest problem is water vapor in greenhouse gases. We can't do jack about that. Not to mention, CO2 is good for the earth, not bad. Their whole damn thing is a lie. Stop buying the the taglines, the verbiage of the liars. And in the meantime, if anybody questions you, just ask, when has the government told you the truth on anything? And the answer is never, Marge. Never. And teach your grandkids this, because unfortunately, we're going to go through this. I mean, after all, you see the generation, you see the quality. Their biggest deal is what? To get pot for free and housing for free and life. Look at the and women. And free education. Look free at the education. women. Just look at them. Open up a news article. Look at the women that, that are protesting to kill their own baby. They're all 400 fracking pounds. They walk around with their underwear stained. I mean, look at them. That's that's part of the protest. Did you see where they got their red and their crotch now? Did you see that? These despicable no. human beings. Show your kids that, your grandkids that, <laughs> and make sure they understand these are the con artists of the millennium. Right here. The American Democrat is the Soviet, is the communist, is the Nazi of history. Show it to them. They'll learn, and they'll reject it. That's where your future is. That's how you help it. you got to start with those kids, because we've already given it away. We're the ones that let Republicans and Democrats shut down our economy. That was a Republican. You know, this is a big problem I have. This is a Republican that took the debt from $19 trillion to $30 trillion. This is a Republican did that. And I understand he had great policies, but why didn't anybody give a rip about that? Where was the outrage? And that's why you make certain it'll never happen again. And you can only do that through pointing out this obvious, absolute and total failure. And in the meantime, they're going to live through it because the quality of life in America will be that of a ghetto in Chicago. This is who's running things. Thank you very much, Marge. I wish you and your grandkids and everybody the best of luck. That's why I do this every day. You know, the topics aren't hard to pick from. The failure is every aspect of your society. The failure is where they say they succeed. Listen, they've been doing this for years. We have been having the same argument with folks who keep peddling some version of trickle-down economics. They keep telling us that if we convert more of our investments in education and research and health care into tax cuts, especially for the wealthy, our economy will grow stronger. So what they've done is prevent people from getting wealthy unless they're navigating their declared waters. So they've used their so-called social progress, which is really regress, as a weapon against you. This is when we had a moron that could speak in the White House. But it's the same philosophy that was the problem. And ironically, that philosophy wasn't first bastardized, besmirched, by a Democrat, it was first attacked by a Republican. 
Voodoo economics, that's how candidate George Bush described candidate Ronald Reagan's policy during the 1980 presidential primaries. Mr. Reagan is now Vice President Bush's boss, and the phrase is something of an embarrassment. In fact, Bush said this week he never said it, but the record rather vividly proves otherwise. Ken Bodie has the story. It's commonly believed that back in the Republican primaries of 1980, candidate George Bush referred to Ronald Reagan's economic plans as voodoo economics. Last night, Vice President Bush was asked about that and corrected the record. Well, what I said back then, it's, it's very hard to find the... You know, actually, let me start over. One, I didn't say it. Nobody, every network's looked for it, and none can find it. Now, the only good news is this piece of garbage is burning in hell. However... This is the kind of Republican you must avoid. They're not going to give you the answer because this kind of Republican is why you're in this position. It was never said. I challenge anybody to find it. Challenge accepted. Let's go back to Carnegie Mellon University, Pittsburgh, April 10th, 1980, George Bush. So what I'm saying is that, that it's, uh, it just isn't going to work. And it's very interesting that the man who invested this type of what I call a voodoo economic policy what was that again? What I call a voodoo economic policy. Fraud. And he's no different. By the way, they were friends before the one with the funny socks took a dirt nap. And Bill does one more thing, which I think is really important. It changes the paradigm. For the first time in a long time, this bill puts working people in this nation first. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. For too long, it's been the folks at the top. They're not bad folks. Significant number of them know they shouldn't be getting the tax breaks they had. But it put the richest Americans first who benefited the most. And the theory was, we've all heard it, and especially the last 15 years, the theory was cut taxes and those at the top and the benefits they get will trickle down to everyone. Well, you saw what trickle down does. We've known it for a long time. Trickle down wins. It's not trickle down. It's private economy versus government. They don't have the testicle fortitude to tell you the truth, whether they're Republican or Democrat. They cannot tell you the truth. We are led by swindlers, scoundrels, and absolute proven liars. They don't have the answers. They are the problem. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. Alright, if you're looking to get away this summer, we can help you with that as well. Chula Vista Resorts in Wisconsin Dells. Perfect family vacation. AM 560 is giving away two nights stay in their two-bedroom condo, along with 50 bucks in dining certificates. It's a $1,500 value. For more information and to enter to win, Visit 560theanswer.com, keyword Dells. That's 560theanswer.com, keyword Dells. John in Milwaukee. Hello, Sean. I have a thing I'd like you to watch, if you could possibly. It is concerning the baloney about climate change. It is church militant climate change. It is one hour uh, and 30 minutes, but it is all about the BS from the United Nations, and it's documented. They show all this crap that's been going on at least it's, since the, the late 60s or, or early do you 70s. Know, do you know what, they're, what that'll do to our corporations and to our businesses? 
as they're already well, under attack, even though so much so that they have to pay politicians for little carve-outs and the rest of it, which is the scam they like. But what this will do in the name of a false science, in the name of a false premise, will once again double down on the poor people because it'll just be another addition to costs. It'll just be another increase in expenses. And how I much saw, of this do we have to put up with until we, we reveal them for the scum they are? Stop buying their premise. They're wrong. They're professional liars and swindlers, and they like these little ideas that can never be proven, and we still just get used I, to it, like their health care schemes. How's that working for you? Go ahead. I, I saw a little clip on YouTube. It was hilarious. The person said, this is the same weather we had 50, 40, 60 years ago. And the answer from the 22-year-old who knows everything, who knows that the world is going to end, you know, because AO said, AOC said well, it's all going to end by, uh, yeah. by 2030. She her mouth, the bird brain that yes, she is. Yes, absolutely. The other thing I want, I mean, but the, but the thing was the person said just, you know, hey, this is the same weather. It's cyclical. You know, uh, God screamed that, screamed that, screamed that. The other thing is concerning January 6th. Will they say one one word, one iota about Ashley Babbitt, who no. was killed? 120-pound, defenseless, unarmed woman shot in the neck by a coward Democrat campaign contributor. That's He got an award. No, they're not going to say anything, John. Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Hi, Daniel. I've been in business for 34 years. I have a small tree service in Wisconsin, you know, Salem area. Yep. And Joe Biden's letting all these illegal aliens in. You know how many illegal aliens are taking my job away from me? Joe Biden doesn't care about me. He's a small businessman that was born in Chicago, moved to Wisconsin to get away from Chicago. Now I got to deal with this shit. Oh, and they're coming God, over here. Swear, brother. Damn it, I wanted to hear you. Number one, know this, Daniel, I agree with you. And it's not about caring about you. And this notion that people think these politicians care, they're in $3,000 suits. They have their scumbag kids amassing fortunes as bagmen. Their wives are lobbyists. Is there somebody that thinks these people actually care? You are a useful pawn. Be, be aware if they mention a, 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 a part of society you may happen to be in, because that's the next failure in the, in, in the case of our, this so-called experiment of the government takeover of your life, the government takeover of America. This is government supremacists versus a free people. And it's sad when you hear the, the call come in from a guy losing his job, but it should be sad... When you hear that they're going to tax our corporations, our businesses, our people who have succeeded. Stop turning to your abuser for the solution. Stop with the battered wife syndrome. They're not here to help you. They're here to take our money, control our lives. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show.
1999, standing in the pit with a bunch of friends struggling on paying my lease at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. A portly friend of mine from the neighborhood. Now, he's neighborhood portly, which means he's built like a table. You know, not an ounce of fat on him. Not the, not the kind of uh, portly like J.B. Pritzker, like beanbag. You know, just chubby in a neighborhood sense. He runs in the pit. He says, buy gold. What? Why would I buy gold? Are you crazy? It's $283. He was a charter. Charted everything. The volatility, the whole nine yards. It's within charting you can predict with an almost certainty, an assuredness of future whether it's stocks or whether it's problems. You can chart problems as well. Did you know, in fact, they're called unfunded liabilities? But what that really means is obligated spending that these political pimps and whores have obligated you to and your unborn great-grandkids. It's called government spending. New charts reveal harms of Biden's spending. Gee, there was something you couldn't predict. His name is David Ditch. He is an analyst at the Heritage Foundation on both fiscal policies and federal spendings, and he's here to tell you something. David, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So now when they, uh, when they have these little pet projects, and all this new little utopian spending spree, the $1.9 trillion, that's really 2.3. When they say we're going to put more money here and more money there, it's going to be great, regardless of the ghettos that it builds. How does that look for the future? Well, the the future is unfortunately getting dimmer by the day. The longer that uh, the swamp seems uh, uh, feels like they're completely entitled to every penny we earn today and every penny we earn till the heat death of the universe. And that's the rub. That's the part that fries me. This is why I became so involved in politics. It was because I understood, as somebody who wanted to succeed, the government misuse misappropriation of tax revenue is my enemy and yet it is their friend because they seem to be held harmless is there any talk of the government pulling back spending anywhere in any section of our economy right now i mean first of all when frankly when the democratic party is in power you assume that there is not going to be any meaningful talk of spending cuts. You know, you'll get some on the fringe left who act as though there's something that we can cut, which is the one thing the federal government actually should be spending on, which is national defense. And we can quibble about the amount that would be appropriate, but they want to absolutely cut it to the bone as soon as possible and then use the quote-unquote savings from that to jack up spending on all of the social engineering and welfare programs that they have their hearts set on. You know, David, you as a policy analyst, you as somebody who focuses on all kinds of different policies, when you see these these schemes come up, like uh, environmental, social, corporate governance, when you see this uh, this notion that Janet Yellen can obligate the earnings of our companies to worldwide climate change what's the what's the prognosis for the future of these companies and achievement by citizens in general under this kind of scheme of government of 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 weaponized government policy to a certain extent over the last 20 25 years the federal government the the swamp creatures in congress 
have been able to get away with highway robbery because of the, you know, for a long time there was a reduction in the interest rates the federal government had to pay, which allowed them to keep putting more and more money on the national credit card without it sinking the economy. The problem is that they finally ran into the limit, and now because they've dumped too much artificial cash into the economy, inflation has gone to levels that haven't been seen since I was in the room uh, you know, during the re- first year of the Reagan administration. And yeah. unfortunately, th- there's nothing to suggest that they're going to pull back on the, on the total spending, on the deficit spending, and as long as they keep a fire hose of cash pumping into the economy artificially, it's not going to get better. You know, something that, that I like to do, David, is uh, I'm going to point out something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. They talk of the inflation in the 70s. But if you were to inflationally adjust the inflation, you cannot compare this inflation. It's parabolic in comparison. What the argument was is that gas had gone from 50 cents to 79 cents. That's what started the entire movement of Ronald Reagan. When you think about where we've gone in the devaluation of our dollar and how insane it is that every aspect, not just gas, everyone talks about gas, but eggs, milk, and the way in which it feeds on itself as those the production of those items will collapse as the circumstances rise. Can we rebuild is the real question. Yeah, and then unfortunately, when you're, when you're talking about federal spending, as the, uh, the the piece I put up on uh, DailySignal.com does, the numbers are so big that it's it can be hard to wrap your head around. But here's here's something I want to point out. So President Biden runs around and he claims that the deficit has gotten better under his watch. The reality <laughs> is exactly the opposite. Because the deficit numerically was going to go down if you had a ham sandwich sitting in the Oval Office. Right. But because of all the legislation that Biden has championed over the last year and a half, the federal deficits over from last year until nine years from now are going to be $2.77 trillion with a T greater than they would be if nothing had happened. And to put that in perspective, that is every penny that the state of Illinois, the entire state, will produce in the next three years put together. So how do you, you know, if you look historically at how nations overcame some economic turmoil that in comparison doesn't compare because it's fractional compared to the numbers you're talking about. How do you get away with it without destroying this dollar, bankrupting it and starting a new currency? Because this is the way historically the Weimar Republic, which put off inflation for 10 years, ironically, and nobody talks about it after they had somebody come in with, that was a man that had an IQ over 60. They had to come up with a new currency. Isn't that to the point where we are with this dollar? I mean, Aside from threat of military force, why is anyone using it? Honestly, I think if we are going to get things back on course, it is going to take a lot, not just a little bit of serious leadership, but sustained serious leadership 
people who are willing to tackle entrenched interests and go after some, frankly, very difficult and in some small cases, painful but necessary changes. The first step is over these next couple of years, the American people who don't like what's happening in the economy right now are going to need to hold their representatives in Washington accountable and make their voices heard. If we, because we cannot expect anyone on Capitol Hill to do the right thing and behave responsible with the people's money unless they're being, unless their feet are being held to the fire and not just for a couple months and not just for one election, but year after year after year, because the instant that their feet are not in the fire, they backslide. Now, here's the good news. It's not as bad as it could be. I mean, after all, these idiots wanted to do the build back better, which would have just brought back bankruptcy. Um, so there is some good news. That being said, is there any restraint on any aspect of government spending? Is there any law that ties the ability of these buffoons to waste our money? There isn't. There is no attempt, <laughs> frankly, from either side of the aisle right now to meaningfully budget, to try to run the government in any way like you might say run a household where you might your household might run a deficit for a couple of years but you know you can't keep it up indefinitely indefinitely and you have to prioritize there are the things that you need to do and there's the things that you would like to do and unfortunately in Washington because they're using other people's money not their own they not only spend money on the small number of things the federal government should be doing, but they hand out sometimes small and sometimes enormous amounts to rinky-dink local boondoggles and to business groups and to labor unions. And my God, the number of different benefit programs. Uh, you know, my, my colleagues here at Heritage had a report come out a couple months ago showing the insane amount of money that if you add all the different welfare programs together that the you poor are eligible for right now, and sometimes you people can without a job can be receiving sixty, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars worth of combined social benefits if they take advantage of all the largesse that's being presented to them by Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's uh, above the average wage. You know, and you, we talked about laws, but there are, they're also not held or handcuffed by laws of, of reality. The idea that um, since 2019, our national spending went from $4.6 which was almost unbelievable, to 6.2 under these boondoggles and frauds, even in the face of massive revenue, setting records every month, is not the, the problem that the American citizen is ignorant to understand just exactly how diabolical it is when the government spends in excess of 135% of all GDP. And that at some point, somebody has to be an adult and somebody has to come to the table. Or there isn't enough military to keep our dollar the world currency as the major problem, as I see it. But that you're breaking the rules, the laws of economics. Simple. You're broke it. You're bankrupt. Do we sooner or later have to admit we're bankrupt? 
or just let them keep hiding the fact that they have to cr- continue to increase our ability to borrow from ourselves? This was one of the, this is a very stealthy problem that happen, has happened over the last two years. We have no idea whether the global market for debt would have been able to absorb all the debt that the federal government was pushing out the door to fund that incredible amount of spending. So the Federal Reserve stepped in, they printed more money, used that money to buy some of that debt, and in the process, that extra printing is why we have all the inflation. If you, so, but if you look at the forecast a few years out, 10, 20 years out, we're going to have those kinds of deficits, whether there's – just to fund the government that we have today, to, to fund the programs we have right now, we're going to have to be issuing that level of debt. And if the markets won't buy it, we're going to be in a crisis. Are you shocked, David, with all of your knowledge? You're a young man. I don't know if you have a family or not, but you're a young man in the future and all of the intelligent people you surround yourself with. Are you shocked that there hasn't been a larger uptick in preppers? Because if you really take a look at this with any principle of, of economics, ever attending an Econ 101 class, what's it going to look like when they try to correct it? This is this is something that absolutely drives me crazy. I do not blame anyone out there in the public, people who have to worry about keeping a roof over their heads and food on the table, who don't know about this. Because you can watch cable news 24-7, you can read all the major newspapers, you will be lucky to find out about any of this, you have to go out of your way to find the tiniest amount of this information. It's criminal the extent to which not only the nation is being bankrupt by Capitol Hill, but that the bankruptcy is being enabled by a media that doesn't care. And I think to a large extent, or at least they they act like they don't care. Frankly, I think most of them have an agenda and want to see more spending, want the federal government to control every aspect of our lives, to control more of the money that we earn. I only hope, and I'm, you know, I'm, I am thankful to people like you who provide endless like me an opportunity to sound the clarion call. I hope we have another movement similar to the Tea Party movement in 2009, 2010, who's able to raise the awareness and make some change happen, even if for only a brief period of time. Yeah, We need more of that. Yeah, and it was only 16 months ago. His name is David Ditch. You can find him all over. His latest article, where did I see it? I can't even remember. I read so much stuff. Where were you? I, I, I know I haven't seen it before. Where is it? You, you can... You can find uh, you can find my article at uh, thedailysignal.com That's or it. at heritage.org. Well, I always go to Heritage. I remember this one was emailed to me at the Daily Signal. I always appreciate your writing. I appreciate your perspective, and I love the fact you're willing to come on all the time. David Ditch, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. You know, I'm curious. Are you um, you buying this this propaganda from the Republican scallywags, like the Bush family, like uh, the Richard Irvins, like the Illinois GOP, that really just wants to control the corruption? 
You think there's going to be a landslide, landslide sweep? Or do you think that the systemic fraud in our voting system is going to, need to keep in the scallywags because the, the lie is so big? The corruption in our government is afraid. What will really happen if people of standards, people of truth, if capitalists, if Americans who demand that the restraints be put on the government, if they're enacted, I think it's, uh, they have to cheat. The failure is so big, they have to keep the lie going. Pete, Hebron, Indiana. Yeah. How you doing, Sean? Good, buddy. Thanks for holding. Hey, um, talking about truth, the concept of corporate taxes drives me bananas. I know. Who pays, who pays the corporate tax? You think corporations pay more in taxes, or is that in the cost of goods sold, cost of services sold? We all pay, consumers pay that tax. And so Pete, I just get incensed every time I hear that corporate tax word thrown out there because it's really a consumer tax. I'm going to make you more angry, like Janet Yellen's husband was when they invented Viagra. I'm going to make you more aggravating. And what that is, is the absence of opportunity that is taken from the company in order to pay the, the government to stay in business. You know, when you take their money, they can't give it to their workers. They can't grow. Every dollar that the government seizes from all of us, how do you quantify the opportunity it takes from us? After all, you would be, do much better with that money than Janet Yellen and Joe Biden or, or, or pick a bush. The real, the real issue is, why does the government have the right to take your money anyway? They're wasting it. What does that do in forever changing your life? The real problem is we need to revisit the whole sales pitch on taxation anyway. You're supposed to provide basic, basic security for us and the enforcement of law when we disagree with each other. That's what the government's supposed to do. Yet the law has been bastardized. The spending has no restraints and no standard. They're stealing our money. This is what we have to exactly. start to think about. Thank you very much. Exactly. Thank you. Yep. Thank I you. appreciate you, and thank you for holding. And this is a problem I have with this imbecile who looks a lot like a fat John Denver had he lived. One that hey, Madam Secretary, negotiated. No, 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 I understand but, you're in those negotiations. Um, but I think you'll admit the majority of those tax revenues will come from U.S. businesses in the U.S. tax base. And well, secondly, I, I would love to see, I know we've requested it several times, will you share this week with Congress Treasury's economic analysis of this agreement, specifically the redistribution in Pillar 1? And as I've read, the Pillar 2 design will also result in gaming over the U.S. tax code for redistribution. So could They're you... They're redistributing it, not to Americans, to foreigners. What gives them the right to take American corporate, American personal, American money, and offshore it to redistribute it wealth in the name of climate? What the hell is going on? 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. I like doing the show with my shirt off. No camera. You know, did I hear Eric Adams champion gun laws, that failure, that Democrat moron all dolled up in a $3,000 suit in New York? Here's another idiot with answers. Congress just passed a new law. You can, you're going to have to be 21 to buy an automatic gun. Ooh, what a change. You guys are winning. 
see, the problem isn't gun control. You need scum control. Of course, you'd have to lock up your voting base of the Democrats. D in Chicago. Uh, yes, hi. Um, I am calling. Hi, hi, Sean. <laughs> um, I'm. I hope I don't miss uh, how I say this, but um, I got the, the name of the game, the name of the game, to, from what I understand, is control. We've seen it with the um, the vaccines. Um, uh, how they would take away people's rights if they didn't want to have the vaccine and things like that, right? Uh-huh. Well, I um, the World Economic Forum had some big meeting recently, and I heard somebody speaking saying that they are trying to have a global digital monetary system. That's right. Um, that that would mean no more cash. That would, and then um, everyone would be registered. How they would register you would you'd be in people, and you'd be in some sort of database where they would know what you're spending, yes. uh, how much you're spending, all that. You probably heard about. So you probably heard all about. Well, it's my job, D. You're exactly right. And once that that takes over, and it will, because the problem is so yeah. big, they have to make it bigger, and they're going to make it bigger right. by collapsing and then taking your ability right. to be a free man. Then if you That's act right. in, a, in a way they don't like, they can separate you from your property. They don't even have to, have to go through the bother of taxation and arguing anymore. Now, did you behave right. in a fashion they didn't like? Now you don't have access to your chips. And it'll be just right. like that dystopian right. utopia that we see the warning signs about in all of the old movies right. of why to not become a communist. That's how you backdoor okay, communism. Mean- yes. That's right. Uh, the main, the, the main ultimate reason for this, uh, which maybe not everyone realizes, is to take away um, people's religious freedoms as well. Well, um, because I think that that's and, and, true, and but it's more about freedom. They're starting to do it. They're starting to do it because if you go online and see things, they are um, they're talking about Sunday laws. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. now Sunday laws, and, and they're they're connecting it to climate change. In other words, the climate needs one day of rest, right? But what yeah. about the people that believe that, that, that in the Ten Commandments and the Fourth Commandment, which talks about the seventh day being the Sabbath of the Lord thy God? Yeah. So what about those people? So in other words, well, not what only about a guy like me? What about a guy like yeah. me? I don't take any days off. I like working all the time. I like going seven days hard. Hard, baby. I don't take time off. I don't need any days off. I don't need anybody telling me what to do, let alone these incompetent boobs. And, you know, it's funny. D reminded me. I saw this story uh, over the weekend, and I thought, boy, oh, boy, how crazy it is that a Canadian citizen has the right to sue, but an American citizen does not. Who am I talking about? Big Pharma. More than a year ago, a B.C. man became partially paralyzed following his COVID-19 vaccine. Now the What? He got partially paralyzed? Well, I remember seeing Ron Johnson as he had numerous... Numerous women come on and say they were paralyzed. I remember that uh, Big Pharma here in America wanted to wait 75 years before they told you about the government-forced vaccine. But see, in other countries, their citizens have the right to sue Big Pharma. 40-year-old has become one of the first people in the country to be approved for compensation. But others are still waiting. CTV's Michelle Bernaro has the story. With special braces for his legs. I have no muscle or ner- nerve movement movement or activity below my knees at this point. Ross Whiteman is walking again, though with difficulty, and his hands suffering nerve damage have become stronger. Both hands, they're, um, as you can see, they're, they're curled in, um, and I don't have a lot of wrist strength. Um, 
that makes obviously doing pretty much everything a challenge. The former pilot and realtor developed a rare neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine in April of 2021. Recent BCCDC data indicates just 10 people in the province have ever been hospitalized with GBS after a COVID vaccine. But I had full facial paralysis. I couldn't I couldn't smile, I couldn't show my teeth or, or anything like that. No, I'm just kind of focusing on moving my How feet. Come there's no talk about this. The government forced him to get it. He's sick. Now in Canada, at least he can sue Big Pharma for his cost. But what about America? And the information just gets sidetracked, gets squashed by the media and the mafia. Hey, by the way, tomorrow they're going to have January 6th hearings. This is an outrage what's going on, these rat bastards. An outrage. And it's bipartisan. Yeah, I'm sorry to inform you, it was Trump. That gave immunity to Big Pharma. What an outrage. What a disgrace. Uh, Pat in Chicago. Sean? Yes. Hey, hey. Uh, is it a coincidence that the Cook County Board of Elections has failed to plan accordingly for voting in, in June? Well, did you plan on voting for Grady, also known as Preckwinkle, or any of the other Democrat mafia members? grotesque as they may be to control the city were you going to vote democrat <laughs> absolutely not well then that's why you can't find the voting place if you're a democrat you don't even need to vote they're just going to put you down as a yes that's why because it's mean, the perfect it's so city of obvious. corruption of course it is of course it is it's that, disgusting yeah right, come down here you could watch me do the show with my shirt off not that it'll, that'll turn you on i really i just don't understand how the people of the state of illinois allow this to continue when it's so obvious and in front of our faces the same way you voted for a beanbag trust fund pansy with buttery hands who was on fbi tapes as the other democrat scum rod blagojevich sold the state down the down the pipe and the same way that you think the opposition or not you but the vast majority of republicans think the opposition is a democrat named richard Irvin because they're morons thank you very much it's a moron state let's go to uh craig in mount greenwood he knows hey sean thanks for taking my call anytime kid hello yep you're there hey listen um you you, you know you and i understand what's going on with these uh Democrats, the way they're basically destroying our country in every possible way. We were talking about the, the economy and how they're doing through economically. There's a lot of people, they don't, they see the high gas prices, they see all that, but they don't see the, the, the destruction that's going on. And here's the, the, the problem. The Republicans, why don't they make a bigger deal? Why isn't there more Republicans that fight back harder against all these different policies? That the Democrats are doing to destroy the place and make the public aware. Because the more ones, aware. Wow. I can answer this question for you. The ones that would put up the fight, are squashed by the national GOP that shares the exact same bank as the DNC. It's a mafia, kid, and you ain't in it. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. All right. Guns, guns, guns. This is the big accomplishment. I want you to hear something. There was a shooting in Chicago. Right? The scumbag, the two-day scumbag. Where, where, where did I put the clip? Here it is. Jerome Halsey. The Chicago police officer shot on Sunday. Officer Eric Moreno was expected to be released today, but we're told doctors are... 
keeping him in the hospital for a couple more days. As we learn more about the man charged with shooting him and shooting at his two partners, 27-year-old Jerome Halsey has a history when it comes to guns. So how did he have a concealed carry license and a FOID card at the time of the shooting? Because he's corrupt. The system is flawed. All of these ticky-tack regulations are only going to make it harder for honest people. The scumbags have a way. Weren't sure if his record had been sealed or expunged. What's wrong with the clip? Is it going in and out for you or just me? They wrote in the charging document filed in court that it was unclear what happened next after he filed for both back in March. Well, needless to say, the government's in charge of the licenses and he got one. A felon with numerous gun charges. There's your new regulations. Ken in St. Charles. John, how you doing, my brother? Number one, thanks for all you're doing. Thank we you. love you. Thank you. The country loves you. You should be national. Everybody I know, I spread the word to all my friends around the country. I love you. Thank anyway, you, brother. Real quick, Appreciate that. This Yavaldi shooter. Yeah. Number one, I want to know where he got the funds for his money, for these, these guns, the ammo, the vest, the bulletproof vest. $9,000, Ken. Yeah, where, where, where's this money come from? A kid that's making freaking Big Macs. For us, for us, for the guns, where? the vest, the ammo, it totals $9,300 retail. He's 18 years old. Where'd he get the money? You could buy Uvalde. You could buy a house in Uvalde for twenty grand. they would have to pay you to live there. Did you take a look at it? Where did this kid come uh, up with nine dimes? Where, where did this kid get the money, Sean? I don't know. Did anybody know where Ray Epps is? I don't know. What about that guy? Yeah, he's another you're, cool. Where's you're where is he? See him at? Tomorrow. Come on you're in, gonna... yeah, come on, do what you want. Yeah, think what you want. Go, let's go to your, you know, unbelievable. It's killing me. I don't buy a word of it, Ken. We're on the same thought pattern. It's all a scam. I wonder on the January sixth trials, are they going to talk about Rayops? Who's Rayops? Where did he go? He's as hard to find as the data on the vaccine. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Good, brother. Yeah, that committee stuff tomorrow—that that's a waste of time. High gas prices, five eighty-five at the gas pump. I went by today, um, and they got stagflation, uh-huh. and people walk criminals walk in the street after they get arrested. The answer is this coming November, you got to dump the duck. That's Tammy Duckworth. Oh, that, you know, I, you know, I love you, duck. Robert. You know, I love you. You're one of my loyal listeners. But the idea that you're going to get a straight vote in a crooked state. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. You've got to be kidding me. This show's over? This show is too damn short. We need another hour. Call somebody who knows somebody, will you, kid? I could go another hour. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.